0: welcome to another episode of the late to grid podcast this is your host bill snow and i am here to share the stories and inspiration that i hope will grow grassroots racing and how do i do that well i interview men and women that have been on track whether it be for decades or days and they share their insights and their ideas and their stories, and maybe you can take something away from that and move along your motorsports journey. And I'm very lucky to have Lester Epps and his mom in studio today to share his story. And uh, Lester, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Bill. I really appreciate it. And call me Les. It sounds faster, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just like you. You are faster. Um, And I was going to ask you, should I call you Les or Lester? Now, folks, we don't have the video running, but if you did, you would also see that Les is the best dressed guy in the room, shirt, tie. Uh, he's representing well, but it's great to have both of you here.
1: Good times to be here. I first and foremost. Sometimes I talk a little fast on podcasts. So tell me if I'm talking too fast. I like to get all the information out as soon as I can. But you know, I just want to make sure. First and foremost, I want to give you your flowers on this bill. Just give you your appreciation. I. Didn't really listen to the podcast before I met you, and then I started to listen to it as I met you, and I'm like, oh man, oh man. So if this is you guys' first episode, I'm sure a lot of people, or my friends, will read or listen to this and be like, oh wow, this is a really good episode. Uh, but just go back a few more episodes, and he'll talk about like how to actually get on track, how to actually do all the things you need to do, talk to the people in the paddock, and self improvement and things. I think my favorite episode far was so far was uh, how to um, you know how to stay sharp over the winter time in your off season, making the most productive. Over your off season, and that has a coach with it, and it's just kind of a different. For me, it was a different way of thinking of that because I internalize a lot of things at the racetrack, like I have to do this. But it really comes down to racing as a team sport, believe it or not. And the better people you have around you, the more you can do. And that's what Bill's actually providing right now. So it's no paywall. Let me go ahead and say that there's (laughs) no paywall. There's nothing you have to do. Bill actually just he posts all this stuff online, and it's great. So I just want to go ahead and get that out
0: the way. Well, thank you very much for that, Les. Yeah, this has been fun to uh, meet a lot of people along the way, but you and I met at Gingerman uh, because you rented a seat from Radar Racing. And folks, uh, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is is Les's energy, um, his contagious smile, because it's (laughs) always there. Um, But Les, why don't you tell listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do for a living?
1: So... I, uh, I wrote down in my notes, I said, well, it's a hard question, it's like, my name's Les Epps, I'm from Akron, Ohio, but I live in Chicagoland, if you will, and um, I do whatever it takes, so I do whatever it takes to be successful in motorsports, and that means sometimes staying up late nights, that means working odd jobs, that means, you know, shaking in the hands, kissing the baby, signing the autographs, going to the seminars, Anything I have to do to be successful in motorsports. So there's a couple times I've been, you know, delivering Chinese food. Uh, I'm a CNC machinist right now, so <laughs> but I'm always looking for more jobs. But I uh, worked in the automotive industry for about ten years. Um, you know, did the whole uh, universal technical thing in U- Illinois, and it was great. Learned a lot of things. Uh, I was a technician at a Toyota for a while. Uh, worked in the speed shop, and you know, I I stock groceries for food stores. You know, so it was. It, i've done a lot of things whatever i could just to make this dream work out for me
0: so if you're delivering chinese what kind of car are you driving race car
1: <laughs> <laughs> there have been times i showed up in my uh, i was delivering my 88 supra target top off just show up you know anti like you know i'm coming <laughs> down the street the guy's the guy's like hey you're uh you're not chinese and i'm like no but here's your food really quickly
0: <laughs> how about a tip <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um so I mentioned you and I met through. Um, did you see it on Seat for Sale or on one of the Facebook yeah. groups? So my buddy Kevin Tong
1: saw it, seen it on uh, Seat for Sale, and he said, "Hey man, this be kind of cool." And I'm like, "Let's make it happen."
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did. So um, I think it started off text messaging, and then a phone call. And I'm like, "Who is this guy? He's got way too much energy." I still remember talking because I was grilling out lunch here mm-hmm. at the shop, and. You're going on and on. I'm like, all right, all right. This guy seems interested. He seems good. He seems, he seems legit. He seems very, very interested. And then I started texting a couple people. I'm like, do you know this guy? And they're all like, you got to have him on the team. <laughs> He's the real deal. He's legit. Um, and then the first time I met you in person, I got to tell you, when someone is a little bit overexcited they're always smiling I, I i go back on my heels i'm like why is this guy so excited why is he so so energetic where's this all come from but you are it is it is legit it is real that you have this this smile this energy one last thing i'll say before we uh i want to find out where you get all this so folks les will do a two-hour stint he will not eat before because he doesn't want an upset stomach. He just drinks some electrolytes. He pops out of the car. He's jumping up and down like a Mexican jumping bean, energy, hugging people, high fiving. Where's all this stuff come from? I just love motorsports, honestly. I, I love racing, and um,
1: you know, I got to give you know my props to my my mom sitting next to me. Uh, she she's always been my inspiration and told me I can do anything. And a lot of people say, "Oh, you could do anything," but she said, "You can do anything, but if you're going to do that, make sure you're the best at it." So when I got my first job at McDonald's, she was like, all right, well, you're working open and shift. Go there. She dropped me off at, you know, at work and all right, go get them. You know, And I'm like, well, <laughs> mom, it's only McDonald's. She's like, but if you work really hard, you can have anything you want. So I just treat everything very seriously. But I'm so happy and excited that I can actually be in this thing that I've been watching for so long. Every, every day I go to the track, I just always the butterflies in your stomach. You're like, oh, this is so good. I can't believe I get to do this. This is so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that's great. And, folks, if you ever get the chance to meet Les at the track, you have to make a, a point of it. Matter of fact, we were doing another champ car event. must have been in Ohio. And somebody came over and said, yeah, you were the guys that were with Les. Not <laughs> you're the radar racing guys. No, not you're the neon guys. You're the guys that were with Les. So um, you definitely make a great impression. It was, and it was some of the champ car staff. Um, so, how did you first get involved in all this?
1: Ah, uh, it's uh, you know, so the the, the classic villain story. Doom, dun, doom. Now, nah. uh, <laughs> uh, when I was a, when I was younger, uh, my dad told me I could be an architect or a race car driver. I was about five years old, and no five year old wants to do geometry, right? So, I picked race car driver. Little did I know he wasn't gonna actually be like, "All right, well, here's a race car. There you go, kid. Mm-hmm. There you go." But he did support me through a little bit of go karting, and by what I mean go karting, we're in um, we're in Akron, Ohio, and this was in the '90s. There was no built go kart tracks. There was no anything fantastic as you might K1 speed or anything like that. So he built me like a little asphalt track, you know, just poured some asphalt in the front <laughs> in the front uh, yard. And my mom, she she stayed married to him. I don't know how she did it, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, but yeah, he bought me a little go-kart, like a little train, a chain-drive one, and it was fantastic. I was like, oh, this is great, you know? But I never had an actual competition, so I never knew if I was good or bad. I had no litmus from it. So from there, years on, I was always interested in cars, and Fast and the Furious comes out, and they're like, oh, yeah, cars, this is going to be great. And uh, I, I pursued that dream, and I was like, oh, man, cars are great, you know? So I went to Universal Tech in Chicagoland. And I met a few other friends that were kind of like-minded into cars. I went to my first autocross, and I had a Volkswagen GTI, a 16 valve at that time. And I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be great! It's just autocross." Like, and I discovered that like I was not good at autocross. Uh, I'm very—I was really bad at autocross. I was like, "Oh, I just gotta go around some cones. How hard can it be?" You know, I can parallel park, but and it was actually <laughs> very difficult. And that just lit the, the fire in me to go. Oh, competition! Dopamine hit. I gotta get better. This is so good. So, it was it was a fantastic time, for sure. And from there, I was, uh, I shouldn't say off to the races, but it, there was a lot of people that played a lot of instrumental points in my life just to go, Oh, hey, you, you like this thing? Hey, drive my car. Hey, uh, go drop this off at the track. And I'm like, are you going to let me drop your 500 horsepower STI off at the track? Like what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I just paid $2 to have two McChickens today. That's all I got to my name, you know? <laughs> but they were,
0: you know, I was given a lot of opportunities, and I got to give those people props and thank yous for that, for sure. So where did it go from autocross to, do you remember your first maybe track day HPD um, event? Yeah. Um, I had, my first HPD was um,
1: three tracks in three days at a uh, Audubon Country Club with Audi Club. And I had my Toyota Supra, and... Uh, they they didn't necessarily love the fact I was there with the Supra mm. um, because it was definitely underbraked overweighted and you know a little bit of power added to it nothing crazy um, or in the super world I guess you could say nothing crazy uh, um, but they didn't love the fact I was there with that but they were all super friendly and I learned so much that day I thought you know I thought I was you know I can do this this is easy once again going with maybe an overconfidence of something and uh yeah, I, my first instructor, he was like, Yeah, uh, you're missing all the apexes. And I'm like, Oh, cool. What's an apex? <laughs> and he's like, You know, the sharpest point of the turn? I'm like, No, I, uh, I didn't go to college. I don't know what that is. And he's like, What do you mean? I'm like, Well, here's a track map. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I watched this video on YouTube. And he's like, So you have no track experience? I'm like, No. So I shouldn't say those days were the wild, wild west, but there was just no real verification if you did anything or did not do anything. They just kind of said, all right, well, you paid the money. There you go. How did you get into an Audi event? Uh, I knew some of the guys that uh, I worked on some of their cars. So I worked at an automotive shop, GRD, and I was basically just the guy that strapped the cars to the dyno and organized the boss's toolbox. So here I am out of college, out of universal tech with all these ASCs, master certified. And they're like, all right, cool, Um, go organize the toolbox. And that was one of those moments in my life that I'm glad I had the mom and the upbringing that I did because it was very humbling and it taught me, nothing comes for free and you have to prove yourself to people. So that's what it all, I was like, wow, you know, I got all these things. I did all this, spent all this money on college. You guys know this, right? Here's the, here's the ASC patch. I took the test, man, I'm good. (laughs) And they're like,
0: yeah, no. Go do the thing we told you to do. <laughs> yeah. Expediently. <laughs> so when you say three tracks in three days, I'm going to guess they did north, south, and then combined. Yes. Pretty cool. Yep.
1: And oh, wow. uh, my car did not make it to the full day. I ran clear out of brake pads before I got to the full day. So
0: ah. that
1: was one of those learning lessons.
0: For sure. Yes. Were you, so you weren't able to finish and, and no. replace the pads? No, not no. at all. I was like, well, I went to AutoZone
1: to get some more pads, but they were not up to power it was definitely like one lap and they
0: were yeah. faded you know oh man and that that's a, a good bit of advice for the listeners that when you go out and do that first track event brake pads brake fluid are key yep amongst other things checking the car out and stuff yep. so then i'm gonna guess after that you were hooked oh i was completely hooked i the, all my checks went to the pursuit
1: of racing for sure somehow some way <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: You go from two chicken sandwiches to hanging out at Autobahn for a day For a weekend. That's pretty cool. It's <laughs> a nice facility. Yeah. What you know? While we're talking about, what's your favorite track?
1: Um, I, I still gotta say Road Atlanta. Road Atlanta. It's the perfect. I know it's gonna sound wild, but it's the perfect amount of danger. It's <laughs> the perfect amount of danger and risk. But there's some elevation. There's some off camber stuff, and it just and it happens quickly enough to where if you mess up one lap just wait a little bit. You're going to have a chance to do it again in, in hopefully less than a minute and 40 seconds. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: yeah. So after that Autobahn, what, um, how, how, how did things progress? Uh, I was just uh, here and there, whatever auto, whatever track
1: day I could get into, just saying like, oh, hey, oh, there's a track day here, there's a track day there. And there was no Motorsports Reg back then. There was basically, you had to either look on the track's website and hope it was updated, or call the track and ask, or word of mouth. So it was a lot of... Um, it wasn't gate-kept, I should say, but there just wasn't a good way to find out what you needed to do as a beginner. So, that's why I was saying for your podcast, you go over, you're like, do this, do this, you can go to this club. And it, once you know people in the club, then you're cool. Then you're like, oh, hey, we're doing this next thing. Or, hey, you know, we're doing this other thing. And it's, oh, we're well, going go out to dinner after And, you'll, and in my head, I'm thinking... Yeah, I would like to, but uh, I did just spend all my money on Motul 600, didn't I? (laughs) $30 minus. Okay, yeah, no? All right, and the fuel, fuel at Autobahn was $7. Okay, I put that in. Okay. I can only make the left hand turns because it won't fuel starve, you know? (laughs) And it's me doing the mental math in my head, like, oh, and I got to go to work Monday too. All right, (sighs) oh, But uh, a lot of people are just very gracious, and sometimes you you get into a, a paddock with good people and It's just it's a uh, it's the sense of a brother from another mother or a sister from another mother. You just find different people you love and and some of my best friends that I've had. I moved to I'm going to backtrack and say yep. <laughs> when I moved to Illinois with uh, at 18 with no friends, no family, just pretty much by myself. And uh, I can look back and say like, oh, all the people I've met are so great and wonderful. And I met most of those people at track or through cars. So. A lot of people think, oh man, you know, I don't know, I'm afraid to go out there. Just go out. Just show up to the track. Half the point is just showing up. You're going to meet somebody that has a car that you think is cool. And if you think it's cool, just tell them, hey, man, I think that's kind of cool.
0: It's amazing how that just works. Nobody has egos. There's a lot of camaraderie. There's a lot of, you know, brotherhood mm-hmm. at the track.
1: Yeah, it's, it doesn't matter, you know, your race, your religion, your sex. It doesn't matter. It, you're there. I've uh I've been with people that were paraplegics and they just had the hand controls and they're like, Yeah, I wasn't gonna let losing my legs stop me from racing. And you're like, Well, how am I gonna let me not having money <laughs> stop me from racing? I gotta figure it out. Oh, I love
0: that. That's great. Yeah. So how did you make the move from track days to wheel to wheel racing? So <laughs> I've once heard that
1: every good racing story starts off with a grift, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> so I thought I was, you know, maybe not a false sense of confidence with this. Um, I was working at this. I still work at the shop. Uh, it's a uh, round three racing. They participate in WRL and Champ Car and AER. And uh, I, I was building these cars and it's just crewing for a lot of, you know, arrive and drive customers. And I was like, Man, I really feel like I could do this. I, I know I could do this. I could do this. So a seat for a, a, seat for a rental and a Mini Cooper came up for rent at, um, uh, let's see, it was on, I forget what track or website it was on, but it came up for sale. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I contacted them and they're like, uh, yeah, so you want to participate? I'm like, yeah. But at this point, I already had my Hans. I had all the things I needed. Some I'm, I'm looking the part, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I showed up. And uh, they called some of their friends and asked about me. And they're like, oh, yeah, Les, he's the guy for that fuels our cars. And uh, so shout out to Modaka. He's uh, one of my good friends now. He he definitely made this all happen. He was like, yeah, Les is awesome. He's Les is the best. You know, like, this is going to be great. And uh, he really co-signed me. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, come on through. And, and in my head, I'm like, okay, I've only driven Road line twice. <laughs> all right. You know, and I'm like, oh. and then that was for a time attack event, too. So it was like not the most amount of track time. And I'm like, all right, I could do this. I could do this i'm kind of talking myself into it and uh i went out and we had a great time and we actually wound up winning so that was my first champ car 14 hour and i won it like and i shouldn't say we won it we won it right yeah so um it was uh really cool because going into it i was like all right you just got to do your thing hit your marks hit your points and i practiced it on iRacing. i practiced it on all the sims right and I show up, and I don't know these guys very well. And they're like, "Oh yeah, this is this person, this is this person." You get in the car, you do your stand, you know. And I'm like, "Okay, cool. They're they're really cool people." And um, so this is the the dopamine hit. So I go in and I do my stand, and I, I actually set the fastest lap. I think I was like third in, and I set the fastest lap of the day. I'm like,
0: Whew, I'm "Like yeah, wow, that's a
1: heater," you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm grinning right. But before me, um, I think it was a uh, Matt Pombo, uh, pro race car driver, TCA, TCA, TCR driver um, in IMSA. He drove before me, so I actually set a faster time than a pro. As I was like, as I, I got to know who he was, and I'm like, oh my god, like I'd be, be a pro. I, maybe I really do got it. You know, I, I was drinking. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I, man, I got it. I, I'm. I, <sighs> yes. And then he gets back into the car, and he just goes and sets a scorcher. And I'm like, ooh, okay, maybe I don't get it. <laughs> he got a little bit more than me, but he was only a little bit faster than me. And that was okay. And I was, It was good to know that I was in the company of like-minded people, and everything was great. And I was doing the thing, doing my dream.
0: I love that. Yeah. And for the listener, there's another uh, story in there, and that is... You were crewing for a team. You Mm -hmm. wanted to get close to the action. And that's sometimes the advice we hear is just find a way to get involved. Just find a way to get there. So I think that's awesome.
1: Just showing up and showing up and having a good attitude. Sometimes, you know, free help. (laughs) I've definitely worked at some events uh, where the free help doesn't have a great attitude. And then you're like, well, you could just, like, not be here. You know that, right? You're not contributing so that's one of those things you just make sure you show up with a smile and a a can-do attitude which is kind of hard to do sometimes i understand everyone has things going on but the racetrack is like the freedom point you're there to have a good time and it's great yeah yeah it's
0: the greatest place on earth it
1: is sometimes yeah (laughs) i've never had a bad day at the racetrack i've had more expensive days at the racetrack but i've never had a bad day
0: Mm, i do like that so let's talk about 2023 how has your season been i'm gonna say in one word smooth in the sense that my
1: 2022 was very hectic. I was uh, at the track in 2022. I was at the track I, I was, yeah, I down, uh, at 33 weekends that year, 33 Holy weekends, Holy cow! Right. still working a full-time job. I worked 200 hours at my full-time job. So that's when I say like, I will do whatever it takes means that, okay, well, flying out, going to do this thing. Hey mom, I'm not going to make it home for your birthday, but we could FaceTime, like, you know, yeah. and she's, perfectly supportive and happy with that you know she's like oh you're doing your thing okay send me a video send me a picture
0: i i am 33 weekends it's a lot now wow (laughs) i'm trying to figure out how do we get this message to my wife (laughs) 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 that's wow that is great so yeah let's before you before we talk about 2023 then um for someone racing that much i mean of course you're getting the seat time did that create any other constraints for you? Did it mess up other parts of your life? Did it positively impact other parts of your life?
1: For sure. I mean, and you, um, you have your goods and your bads. Uh, so I learned that I'm really bad at time management, for sure. <laughs> and I'm trying to work on getting better with that. And the positive part is I can honestly say I'm trying to work on getting better with that. But the other positive is being at the track that much, it taught me, being around different people, I should say, it taught me, I have to give my all and you need to be able to give your all at a moment's notice. And whether it's, you know, flipping cheeseburgers at McDonald's, or if it's, you know, at the racetrack, you got to sometimes just put your head down and dig through it. And usually on the other side of that is greatness and it's fantastic. So 2022 was a great year for me. Um, I won some races, uh, I think, actually, I think it was 2020, I won Daytona. I actually brought my mom down to Daytona, and it was a fantastic time, like, Aww. so she got the you know, experience Daytona for the first time under the big lights, and it was a 14-hour race, and we won that, and that was super great, um, and just, just getting to go places and see different tracks, and just waking up and just going, okay, I have to do this today. Wait, I get to do this today. And you're like, oh, this is so good. This
0: is so good. That's <laughs> awesome that's great so let's let's go to 2023 you said it was a smooth season yes what were some of the highlights from this year i got to drive
1: uh three new tracks this year um three new cars one of them being a 95 neon which i was su- i'm still so excited about that yeah yeah i'm so <laughs> excited about that we, we talked about this at the track and i was like why are you driving a neon like what some of my friends were like so like an srt4 i'm like no 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 a 95 neon they're like what? I'm like, you know, the one that's like, hi, you know, the commercials back in the day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but so that was a race car. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, it's great. And before I drove the Neon, um, two, two or three weeks before that, I drove a, a Porsche Boxster and a Porsche Cayman at Road Atlanta. And it was fantastic. But for some reason, that Neon just, my, my, you know, <laughs> just took my little mark. You know, 15-year-old Lester was like, you made it, my guy. You made it. <laughs>
0: But yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about that Neon. Anybody that rents that seat that drives those cars, they'll come out of high-horsepower Corvettes. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that thing's a blast. I can't wait to get back in.
1: It's so good. And it, it, it rewards you when you get things right. But when you get things wrong, you go, oh, man, I feel so bad. Uh, but then, you know, you go, all right, well, I got it pretty close to right that time. And it's such a hot... It's such a high limit, but also a low limit. Like, you can drive it very quickly, but you can drive it very poorly, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. Things can go wrong very quickly, but you can drive it very quickly, too. So it's just like, oh, man, I brake too hard. Oh, man, I'm spinning. Oh, no. But then you're like, when you get it right, you're like, ooh, yeah, just tap, just a little tap of the brake, and you blow right through the turn. You're like, Phew. late brake, everyone. It's great.
0: <laughs> Did you get to drive both of them or just the one? <laughs> yep, I got to drive both okay. of them. Yep, all right. For sure. Good. Yeah, Yeah. I might have some questions for you (laughs) (laughs) off-air. Just some things. Um, Because this year I was able to drive both as well, Mm -hmm. both on race weekend. So we'll talk offline about that. Oh, for sure. Um, So three new tracks this year, three new cars. You got to hang out with the Radar Racing guys. Is is the season over? Are you done racing for the year? You know, (laughs) so I actually... uh, Mom says no. Yeah.
1: uh, About a week ago, I guess it would be about a week ago. I just got back from Laguna Seca with Grid Life, and that was insane, right? So, but... In my head, I was like, okay, that's the end of the season. Everything's done. Oh, I'm like, I'm going to go back to work. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going <laughs> to wash my dishes. Everything, you know, because <laughs> things are just piling up. Uh, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go back and do the things. And, yeah, then people were like, hey, uh, we're going to VIR. I'm like, oh, man, I would like to drive VIR in December. Hmm. Then another team contacted me. Hey, we're driving Sebring and New Year's Eve. And I'm like, ooh, if I end the year racing, it means I begin the year racing? Eh, seems like the math, math to me. Like, yeah. that sounds like a good time. So, probably not the end of the year for me. <laughs> good, but bad. You know, it's like one of those things, I get to do these things. So many opportunities just get handed to you sometimes. And if you just keep walking in the right direction, you might not know where you're going to end up at. But if you walking in the direction you think you want to be in and have a positive attitude, great things are going to happen for you.
0: For yeah, sure. absolutely. Well, I hope you get to get to one or both of those events and end the year on, a, on another high note. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the. You just drove across the country. Oh yeah, in a, yeah. in the Supra. In the Celica. In the Celica. Yep. Yep. All right, how'd that come about? So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends, uh, Mark. He's a. Uh, he really likes Celicas. Um, Celica Mark, as people know him, and he's been re- he's been you know time attacking and doing some stuff for about uh, about eight or nine years or so. And he's just—he still has a passion for the cars, but he doesn't love driving anymore. He's just like, eh, it kind of gives me anxiety. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's the greatest thing in the world for me. So he's like, all right, cool. We'll just—you drive the car. Like, I'll build the car and do the data stuff, and you drive the car. So we kind of formed a partnership with that. And uh, 2022 was the first year we decided to make that tr- wild trip. We drove to Willow Sp- from Chicagoland to Willow Springs, and he actually bought the car at an auction in California. Like two years before that. So we went to the original person's house and like, hey, like knocked on their door and they wanted no parts of us. They're like, get out of here. Right. They didn't. They didn't want any parts of us. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) we sold it for a reason. Scram. (laughs) (laughs) So we drove to Little Springs and that was a pretty long drive. And then we drove to Lime Rock last year. So we did two oceans in one year and we're like, yeah, this was awesome. Like and mind you, this car has crank windows, no sunroof, does have AC and now has a radio from uh, Alpine, so shout out Alpine Chris. Because um, <laughs> I had to have something, <laughs> I was yeah. going nuts. And uh, pretty loud exhaust and uh, no cruise control. So just the whole time, and we're in full bucket seats, full containment bucket seats. So no reclining, we're just there 36 hours, just foot in one position on the gas pedal. Wow. Yeah, it's <laughs> we are silly, <laughs> silly boys for sure. So what did you do at Grid Life? Uh, we did Time Attack. Okay. It was a really good time. Was the car wasn't super competitive in the in the class that we're in, but it's okay. <laughs> it was a really good time just to see Laguna Seca and uh, or actually to see the new tracks, honestly.
0: Yeah. So um, was this one of the big grid life? Party events? Yes, it was one of the festivals because you were there.
1: yeah, yeah. well, of course. I yeah. mean, of course. Yellow sunglasses on. T Pain was singing. Took my shirt off. It was great.
0: <laughs> so I just before you guys got here, I just somebody just shared a T Pain video with me where he talks about RX7s yes. and rapping. Yes. Oh, yes. My, that made my day. <laughs>
1: so he he <laughs> actually dropped that song the day of the event. So I'm in the grid. You know, with my new Alpine unit cranked up to the max. Like, oh, it's so great.
0: Oh my God. how fun!
1: <laughs> so great. It's just uh it's a different, I should say, vibe, because that's a California word, apparently. But it's a different vibe. Vibe. It's so good. That was a Pontiac back in the it day. It was. It also had a 1ZZ and a 2ZZ. It's like a Celica, kind of.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it shared with the Matrix. mm mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting off on tangents here.
1: It's always good to know where you can find other parts for your car, because it's most likely, as the listeners out there, there's another manufacturer that makes a variant of your car that might be in a junkyard untouched. So just make sure you know what you can have cross you know that can work
0: yeah right so we don't talk a lot about grid life um on this episode because a lot of folks i that i interview don't do grid life a Mm -hmm. couple have so for the listener why would someone want to maybe try grid life compared to just doing an hpde or a club Mm -hmm. event
1: uh the way grid life works is they have their hpd events and they're starting to do them only on sundays now which is fine which is cool but it's more of a party and that can be seen good or bad you know, for terms, but it, once you get into the level of competition, because it has like the time attack aspect to it, but it's not as serious as like maybe a, a solo Nats or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's more serious. as like someone built this in their garage, but also they have some people that are sponsored by eBay and Valvoline, which is one of those things you're like, I got to be all of Valvoline. Like I can't beat a Valvoline money, <laughs> but sometimes it comes down to the driver too, which those guys are really good. Um, And they have drifting, so it's a lot of downtime with it too, but there's always something to see and something to do. And you might see your favorite YouTuber there. You might see your favorite drifter there, just kind of hanging out, doing stuff. You might see your your favorite uh, your favorite performer there. You know, T Pain was at the last one. They've had uh, Big Boy from uh, Outcast there. They've had you know Waka Flocka, Ludacris. Like, they've had all the hip hop events there, and it's just it's so cool. And even some of like the the house music stuff. And like I don't know all those guys' names, so forgive me. But <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's. Kind of like almost an EDM festival at the party once, and it's so good. And You just get to see a lot of people from all over the world. There are people that fly in from Japan, and it's just such a good time. And it's kind of expensive. I will say that. (laughs) I will say that. But it's a really good time for
0: sure. That's one thing I have heard is the cost differential between other series. Mm -hmm. But it's worth it? I would say it's worth it. It's one of those things you experience. If you
1: can only experience it once, it's still worth it. Yeah. And it's probably going to rain, so bring a rain. Bring something to protect yourself from the rain.
0: <laughs> gotcha. What uh, – so I think I saw a picture from your trip where you pulled in on fumes into the gas station. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fist bump because I'm the same way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Freddie fumes. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So other than that, any funny stories, any hiccups? Uh, no, any the Celica is actually pretty – Pretty bulletproof on that.
1: I mean, I shouldn't say bulletproof, I mean, knock on wood because, you know, next time I drive it, it's going to blow up or something, right? <laughs> but no, it's uh, it, it drives really well. Um, It doesn't have the most amount of power, so going through the mountains, we're like in third gear screaming, just
0: rah,
1: like, and it's barely moving. I'm like, I don't know, if I got to go down the second gear, I don't know if we're going to make it up this hill, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm looking at the aim unit, the dash unit, and we're like losing speed. And I'm like, all right, let me get to the top of this mountain, and then we're just going to coast it on down. But yeah, it's uh, It was definitely a, a good time. My friend Mark, uh, we discovered that he uh, he likes Dasani water, so that's uh, a <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, apparently, a lot of people do not like Dasani water, including myself. He thinks it does not have a taste, and I'm like, absolutely not. I don't like Dasani water. Huh? So, super hot take. Uh, Coca Cola, if you're listening, please don't you know take away any sponsorship from me. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's interesting. We have a debate in my house, like my wife and kids will not drink spring water. Mm. I can't taste the difference. Hmm. How about you? I,
1: I can taste the difference. It doesn't bother me, though, yeah. actually. Do you think all Skittles taste the same, though? Do Skittles have, each individual Skittle have a, a different taste to them? That was another thing we were doing. We had 36 oh. hours of windshield time. We just had we had so many things to blow through.
0: <laughs> I think they do taste different.
1: Yeah, I, okay. I think so also. Like if right. you have a red one or a yellow one, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this one tastes like lemon or this one tastes like yeah. cherry. And my friend Mark's like, no, they don't taste different. I'm like... I think your tongue might be broken, my guy. And he's like, no, but he's really into like fancy food. He cooks pork, pork belly like every other week.
0: Wow, <laughs> we should have had Dasani water, other water, and Skittles here today. I honestly, I kind of think that's a, a hot topic, <laughs> you know, a, a hot take. <laughs> Maybe when I'm editing this, I will. Uh, I'll get some Skittles. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about 2024. What uh, what do you have planned? So just more of the same, honestly. I uh,
1: don't have anything in ink or in writing, so if anyone's listening that might want to commit to anything, you know, I'm available. <laughs> Gotta use a smooth voice with that. <laughs> but no, I'm definitely available. I don't really have anything in writing, but just more of the same. I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. Um, so, whether it be Champ Car, I'm ready. AER, I'm ready. Uh, IMSA, I'm ready. <laughs> Roger Pensy's calling, I'm ready. Take Give me a few days, but I'm ready.
0: So... Um. So let's, let's talk about that. So Champ Car, we know mm-hmm. you do Champ Car. Uh, when you do round, um, do you race with Round Three? Have you been sitting yes. in the seats with them?
1: So that was the the one lucky thing that ha- I shouldn't say lucky. One of the great things that happened to me this year. Um, uh, Brad McCall from Round Three Racing, he said, "Well, um, we know you. He knows I like Road Atlanta a lot, and he's like, we're gonna bring the Boxster there, and uh, you know, if you want to drive it, you can." And I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, "Well, you know, we're gonna trade off your labor for the." For the seat and i'm like absolutely let's do this like i'm ready let's go so um i got to drive that i got to drive that uh that boxer that which one of the original boxers that i helped build there so it's like kind of a full circle moment i was like i helped build this car and i was like i don't know if it's gonna make it oh. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding but no we uh we go over the cars very well i should say that but no it was a great time and um we wound up and we wound up in second place um in our class, like after, I think it was a 14 hour or maybe it was two. No, it was an eight hour. It's an eight hour race. And Kev- Kevin, and I, we, uh, he was my crew chief. So that was great to have my, my really good friend on the radio with me. And he, and we're just talking smack to each other the whole time. And he's like, all right, well, uh, you're about two seconds off pace. And I'm like, I'm trying bro. Jeez. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, we're just like talking back and forth, but we wound to get in second place and we were both so excited. And, uh, I treat every, every race, day like my last race and it's i mean in the sense that i'm not gonna wreck the car but this might be my last race i gotta go out on top so i brought my own champagne so
0: (laughs) that's right yeah i
1: brought my own champagne i bring my own champagne to every track day and people are like why did you bring your own champagne
0: i'm like did you show up not expecting to win because i expect to win when i show up (laughs) did you hear that folks he shows up expecting to win and there's a funny story there so after gingerman um the team had the week off. They didn't. Didn't. They weren't allowed to touch the car for a week. And when they rolled the car out of the trailer and started working on it, they could. They were so confused. What was all over the car? <laughs> and it was the r- dried champagne. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like let's get these cars cleaned up. What is this stuff? So, yeah, you did. Uh, you did celebrate with the team. That was a, yep. that was a great memory. They still talk about it.
1: It's fantastic. Like it doesn't matter if the trophy. Like there's so many pictures of me holding second place trophies. The trophy says second place or third place, but my heart says I won. So I'm there. I'm just always like, up. bring my champagne to the track. And when I say expect to win, I don't mean to sound condescending when I say it, but I'm going there to win. I'm trying my best. I'm going to give my 100% effort to do the thing. I'm going to have a good time, but I'm going to give my 100% effort to do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. All
0: right, let's get back to 2024. So uh, champ car, uh... AER, mm-hmm. is that what you did at Road uh, Road Atlanta?
1: No, I, I've uh, actually never run an AER,
0: but okay. I will. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm ready.
1: <laughs> have you ever done WRL? Yes. Okay. Yep, WRL is pretty nice. Oh, so I did WRL at Road Atlanta. That's what I did. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
0: And then, have you ever do Lucky Dog? I've never done Lucky Dog. Yeah, me neither.
1: Yeah. It's more of a West Coast thing, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then what about lemons? Never done lemons. I kind of it's like
1: I skipped right over that step, right? I yeah. was like, oh, I kind of, well, well, it's okay, but
0: yeah, I, you lemons. know, it, I'm I'm on the fence with lemons. I mean, that's mm. where it all started, right? And uh, there's 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 enough drivers, there's enough cars, there's enough tracks, enough dates mm-hmm. that you know we need all these series. I don't know, I'm a little apprehensive. you know. I don't want my car filled with dirt. Right. You, know? Like, uh, you know, like you got to like start up,
1: start down. You're like, oh, you did such and such wrong. It's not a normal penalty. You have to do something else, you know? Yeah.
0: But there's this big fun aspect to it. There is. Yeah. There is. Uh, is there a track you haven't gotten to that you hope to uh, in 2024?
1: Uh, I'm ready for Indy, I suppose. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the I, I tell myself because I've won at um, wrote a, I run at uh, Daytona. And I've competed at Watkins Glen once I have won. But if I do those three, I'm like, man, that's a triple crown. I'm ready for Le
0: after that, I'll qualify for Mans, yeah. right? If you, know? <laughs> you follow the old rules, like, I'm ready to go. So the, the closest opportunity would be IMSA, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking
1: IMSA. I don't know if they have, like, track, open track days there. I've heard, but I've never seen it. Yeah. I know Champ Car went there some years back.
0: They did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that, is that in August? race or a september race i remember
1: last time it was definitely hot yeah 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 so i mean if i i mean i'm ready for emsa too i mean I, my bank account is not ready for emsa but i my spirit is willing for emsa <laughs>
0: well there's people that have bank accounts that will help get you there exactly right? <laughs> um so where do you hope all of this goes um you know i and
1: it's i gotta say this kind of candidly because my mom's here but i don't this has to work (laughs) no um, I uh, I just want to be a professional driver and I consider myself to be a professional or a semi-pro now because I uh, maybe I'm not in the red as much as I used to be so that's kind of cool you know (laughs) I balance the books at the end of the year and it it works out okay Um, but I just want to be a pro and I want to be known for the efforts that I give and maybe not the fastest lap time or all the watches but I just want to I just want to do the thing <laughs> and whether that's in dirt track if that's IMSA if that's uh you know NASCAR it actually doesn't really matter too much to me I uh I'm not an elitist when it comes to motorsports I do love IMSA that's my favorite form but I uh I would do IndyCar if I had the opportunity I don't know if I would do F1 F1 just seems like it's not in my uh, my wheelhouse if you will so, yeah. Yeah. So, ready for a super hot take? Sure. All right. Either you're going to gain some listeners or hate the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but F1 drivers don't look like they're having fun. So that's one of the things, like, you know, always have fun, right? They never look like they're having fun. They're always like, oh, this, this, and this. The car was great, da, 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 thing. And it's very robotic, systematic. Change the hat, do the thing. They walk walk off. Sometimes you get, like, a hot take from Hamilton, or you get, like, a little haha from Kimmy or something, you know? But... That's why I kind of don't watch F1. Everyone's like, oh, but it's the fastest form of motorsports. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I've seen people in champ car be in last place. <laughs> like, literally, like, scatter their car on the last day. And they come up after after grit, you know, after the, the, the flag flies. And they cheer. She they really got a beer in their hand. They're smiling. Hey, you guys help me push this car in the trailer real quick. And you're like, there's oil everywhere. And they're like, hey, we're going to be ready for next race, though. Just wait. And they're smiling and happy. And you're like. Wow, that was no, literally no less than five thousand dollars, and you're thinking in your head like that's and now the person I am now I'm older I can go that's a mortgage for a couple months or this or that or Mm -hmm. (laughs) out of your four hundred one k or something but they're so happy and if you can't be smiling when you're giving the interview or something like that then that's not conducive to the fans I don't care if you're just like oh I went fast okay. It uh, doesn't mean anything to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you I mean, I never really thought about it like that, but it, it it seems scripted. It seems, mm-hmm. um, architected.
1: Yeah, they do the thing. They change their hat. I had a really good, which is great that they shout out their teams for you know yeah. giving them the thing. But they, you know, they change their hat. They drink the Gatorade and oh, this the thing. Oh, okay, and then the next week they're at a different track, and then you know something else happens or something's drama in F one and people are like, oh, it's the fastest form. And I get ai l I shouldn't say I get a lot of hate on this, but I will. <laughs> and I just don't resonate with that. I go, meh, okay, cool, they drove some open wheel cars, but there's some guy driving, you know, kind of a a, a dirt box car <laughs> at
0: Gingerman right now or like and he's smiling ear to ear, like this is
1: great, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. So what would be one thing that would have to happen in twenty twenty four for you to get that next step towards hmm. you know, whether it be NASCAR, IMSA some dirt series somewhere
1: that's a really good question i haven't actually thought about it too much and i think the easy answer always so everyone says is funding but i don't think it's exactly that i mean obviously money helps everything right mm-hmm. but just for me personally i think it's uh i'm gonna actually look into actually listening to your last episode about uh off season i'm actually gonna look into some coaching this year and just kind of maybe focus my mindset with things because uh I have all the energy and I do all the things. I don't sleep a lot. I do, you know, I do all the, th- I work the job, I do the things, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. I put my all into all the things I do, but I think if I can focus and maybe harnessed in a certain direction, I would be better off. So I'm going to look into that. So I think that's more so just my personal goals of, uh, being able to say, Hey, this is something I'm not good at. And I know this is where I'm wasting energy and time at. So I actually have a planner now and I can do the things, um, I'm not very good at driving mid-engine cars, so I'm leaning into that flaw myself. I'm already been trying to like rent more seats in like mid-engine cars, or you know, I'm actually thinking about buying a, a mid-engine car. I can't release what I'm thinking about just yet, but a <laughs> few people know. Um, but just just buying a, a another HPD car, just uh, you know, something cheap and reliable that I can just take to the track and thrash and just see how it feels on the limit. Because if that's where I'm lacking at, that's the next thing that I need to go. oh, all right, that's the thing. I need that. All right. And if it's dirt track, then I can rent seats. And um, I was actually talking to Sean Hall about running a seat just to test in tune with him and just seeing how the dirt feels. Because all those guys are like, oh, yeah, you know, like dirt track, like, you know, that's where you learn everything. Like Carl Larson, dirt track guy. Yeah. You know, amazing driver. Maybe not the best interviewer, but amazing guy. <laughs> <laughs> amazing driver for sure. And he's doing IndyCar, and he's did NASCAR, and he's done the Rolex, and he's done he's done so many things. And it's like, to me, I you have to look at that and go. Huh, is it talent or did he just ingrain that into himself? So, there's always some talent in some things, but if you don't have the talent, you still just got to get the muscle memory and just work at it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's almost
1: indistinguishable.
0: <laughs> What's the best motorsports advice you've received? I would have to say, so
1: from my uh my friend Charlie uh <laughs> Charlie he said either you can put this thing you can drive this thing the signature trailer or you can put it in sideways upside or you can put it in upside down sideways later. Huh. So At that time, I think I was driving my Integra at uh, Road America, and that didn't end well. So he told me to put it away, and I didn't. I was like, "Ah, I'm just going to go out for one more lap. And, uh, yeah, the ball joint broke, and uh, there we go. (laughs) Right in the kink. It was fantastic.
0: Integra things.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, no, just that. Just So, in a sense, just knowing when. Knowing your limits, in a sense. Like, knowing you've extracted the most out of that day or, or the most out of that race. So you can push yourself, but at some point you're over the limit. And that's okay because that can become your new limit. But you shouldn't hold on to that. And as a discretion is the better part of valor. So you just have to know when it is. And that's definitely, that's one of those things in racing. Like no one can tell you that. You just have to feel it. You go, "Mm, you know what? I'm not going to go out for that last session. I'm a little tired. I'm a little dehydrated. You have to just kind of know yourself and go like, you know, I think it was one of your episodes. I'm I'm really just giving you all the shout outs here, Bill. Mm -hmm. Like one of your episodes of uh, you're saying like, you know, a small mistake in the beginning where you're not going very fast, yeah, that's okay, right? But a mistake at the end of the day, you're going a lot faster, and then you might not have the wherewithal to catch it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is normal. Oh, wait, no, I'm sideways. I'm really sideways. Oh, that's full lock. Okay, I'm going in backwards. And here's the bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then what advice do you give to people when they ask less? I need some motorsports advice. What do you always say?
1: Um, I just try and say have fun. And with that, it's very a generic bland one, but It's, it comes down to like, if that's fun of you just building the car, if you're just a builder, be a builder, dude, lean into your strengths. If you're a driver and you want to just drive, rent seats, do that thing. If you, if you're just a car show guy, that's fantastic. If you just want to come to the track and hang out, if you think driving the car causes you stress... Don't drive the car just come and hang out enjoy find other ways to volunteer hang out or get paid there's plenty of people that will pay you to fill their cars to do their their data their data systems to do all the things there's always something in motorsports you can be doing and if you don't know how to do it you could just say hey sir um can you teach me how to do that or "Where are you starting your tires at or why do you start your tires so low or like wh- why is this and sometimes I'll have a good answer for you and sometimes they won't but at least it's a data point for you to have. Um, so I would say have fun, however that may be, whether that's pushing yourself to the absolute limit, like, you know, you know, sacrificing your time, your sleep, your money, your relationships, if you will. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> racing is definitely hard on, uh, hard on everything in your life if you're truly dedicated to it. And I think that's with anything, any athlete, motorsports, or anything like that. Everyone says, like, oh, racers, this, that. But the top basketball players, they have stress in their lives with their families also. So anything you would be professional at, it's going to take a toll. But For sure. But on the other side of that is greatness.
0: <laughs> when you want to learn more about something, whether it's car control, he brought up mid-engine, learning mm-hmm. a track, what are some of your go-to resources?
1: Oh, I just lean into everything. Yeah? <laughs> so it's definitely the YouTubes. Um, I've been at the track so long, I, I've i met so many people. I'm not bragging, it's weird flex, right? <laughs> but uh, I've met so many people that ha- that typically have an idea of something I would like, hey... I've never done this. Are you good at driving this? And then if you're at the track, you can say, hey, can I can I jump in with you? And if they say, like, oh, yeah, then you're like, okay, well, hey, I have my aim solo. Can I just toss that in your car and I can look at your data later on? Like, I'm not going to use it to compete against you at this point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caveat. <laughs> but um, it, it's usually most people are willing to help you. And if you ask them, like, hey, why does – so what do you do in this turn here? And left foot braking, you know, I, I didn't really – know how to left a brake so I got to give my friend uh, Jake Kaminskis a shout out on that. I had a Honda Civic SI and I know I'm naming off all these cars for listeners. I do not have money like that. My mom did not buy me all these cars. <laughs> I lived in a generation where you could buy a $1000, you know, Civic or a Supra. Those things were Prevalent back then, so I bought. They used to call me less than a thousand dollars. Eps. I would, you know, I would show up to the track with like some rusty cars, but they would have good brakes and wheels and tires on them, and I would just go out and just run. So if you guys have seen my Integra, it's uh, bright yellow, and that became my favorite color apparently. And it has plenty of rust holes in it, and it's been through a lot of walls and been off sideways some places, and it just keeps rising back. So it's phoenix yellow, like the you know the phoenix yeah. from the ashes just keeps coming back. So. Uh, but, yeah, I, I say that, like, you know, I've had all these cars, but I just find good deals, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and just hanging out the track, People's like, ah, you know, I really don't want that car anymore. And you're like, well, I got $1,000. And they're like, all right, you know. <laughs> so that works out good. But, yeah, uh, left foot braking, uh, my friend taught me that. And he's just like, yeah, dude, uh, so when you're going through the turn at, a, I think it's, what, five six, at, five six at a Gingerman, like, he just, he just drags the front brake. And in the front wheel drive, if you don't have the LSD, it just brings it right on in. And you're like... Oh, wow, Like that's so amazing. I never knew that, right? Because mm. I' never had a coach, I've never really had a trainer, so it's one of those things I'm like, oh, okay, okay, and you just talk to people and you kind of lean into it. So long story, long story longer, I guess I just lean into my flaws. I go, all right, I don't like the way this thing is doing this. Let me find out how to fix this. <laughs> and then either I'll do something to make it drastically worse and or then I'll go the opposite way and it becomes better. Or I'll ask people ask. Just, just ask. It's, <laughs> don't wreck your cars, please. Just ask.
0: <laughs> well, and that goes back to you know talking about the paddock and how um, friendly and helpful everyone is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just ask the question. Yep. Just they, ask the questions. They might not give you a hundred percent of the answer, but they're going to give you most of it. Right, and it it might seem
1: weird if you're in a if you're in a Civic and you see a guy out there in a Porsche and he's you know, he's killing it, right? And you could just go up to him and say, "Hey, um." can I sit in with you? And more than likely they'll add, they'll be like, yeah, sure. You know, and usually they're pretty friendly. So a lot of stigma comes with like, oh, this guy has money. Oh, that guy has money. Oh, it's this or that. But at the racetrack, typically people are very, you know, they're not egotistical and they'll say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's been times like I've been on track with my Integra and it's like, I'm running like a Porsche cup of it and they're like, ugh, you know, and I'm just out there 9,000 RPM, like bouncing off the relevant and they're like, man that thing takes it i'm like yeah and they're like really i'm like yeah 200 and something thousand miles and they're like really it was like we were seeing a lot of smoke come out of it i'm like oh yeah yeah it's a uh, skin low on oil and they're like oh well sorry you're gonna check it i'm like no i'm just gonna add some you know vtec like so in <laughs> the hondas and when vtec goes away just pull in and add some oil it's perfectly fine but yeah yeah don't even got to pull out the dipstick just add about a half a quarter or so goes right back to nine thousand rpm it's just fine <laughs>
0: Um, I have two questions left, but before we get there, um, is there anyone you want to thank? Anyone you want to give a shout out to? Well, so <laughs> I was saving that for last, but I actually did
1: make a list because I knew I was going to forget a lot of people. So for sure, I obviously, I got to thank my mom, my dad, my aunt Pep. Um, my mom does all the things, all the wonderful things for me, and tells me, inspires me to tell me I could do all the things in the world, but also tells me when I'm messing up. So that's you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, like, oh, I messed that up. And that's okay if you mess up on track because there's always next lap. Like, that's what life is. You mess up a little bit and you go, all right, I'll just wait to next lap. I'll come back around. Or you go in and change your tires or something like that, make some modifications to the way you think, and then it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but, yeah, uh, my mom, my dad, my Aunt pep, Pep, um, you, obviously, for thank you for having me here. because oh, I thanks. was like, I get to do a podcast. I'm going to do it in person. <laughs> so, Obviously, I love my city, Akron, Ohio, for sure. Um, my, uh, my team, um, Hard Times Racing, of course. Uh, James Candelaria, Jan- Candelaria Racing Systems. I can give you like a whole list if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he provides the Sentinel Racing System, so anytime you guys see me doing like a WRL race or a champ car race or something like that, it's usually live streaming. We live streamed ours. Yes. And uh, he's the guy that makes that all happen. So he's fantastic with that. Um, Just
0: real quickly on that. So we... You installed that for Gingerman. Mm-hmm. We did two races after that. We did um, Mid Ohio and Pit Race, and everybody was asking, mm-hmm. "You can have the in-car footage?" Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, sorry. So that is really yeah. cool that uh, you're able to do that.
1: Yeah, it really brings people along for your journey. So, like, you know, when you say like, "Oh, I'm going racing this weekend," and then you come back to work on Monday, they're like, "Oh, here's the first question is, so, did you win?" And you're like, "Yeah, but." You know, sometimes yeah or no, or I got second place, and it's just kind of a weird, it's a jaggedness, because they're kind of used to, like, the simple things of, like, team A plays team B, and then team A does the thing, or team B does the thing, and then there's, like, a final thing, right? Yeah. But in racing, it's like, you have, like, at least 30-something cars of people doing things, and this and that, and I was in last place, but then I brought it into third, and then, like, then such and such happened, and... It just is so many things. It's uh, my one, uh, my mentor, uh, Mark Moore. he always says, you don't have to add drama to racing. There's always a story. You don't have to add anything else to it. There's always like, oh, such and such caught on fire or this happened. Or, yeah, I was going up the hill and it's going to be something that's like, I was leading a race and then I missed third gear and then they passed me. You know, And it is like, it's the the simplest things of like the simplest story. You're like, oh, but it has such a dramatic outcome. And if you just limit it to saying like, oh, I won or I didn't win or yeah, it's, doesn't really lead to like oh well we came in and we had to fuel but then the guy dropped the fire bottle or something like that and yeah. it's just like when you see it on the footage you go oh oh no oh no oh no it brings everyone into your like kind of your uh your world yeah it's great
0: yeah it's much more than just the finishing order
1: right yeah and it's uh you know and if you're doing everything right it's gonna look boring that's the best part like everyone's like Oh, but, you know, there was no crashes or anything. Yeah, there shouldn't be. <laughs> no, we're, we're all basically professional drivers. There shouldn't be. We should be doing just fine, you know? So, right. For sure, it's, uh, I love it. But, yeah, oh, sorry, um, off track, of course. <laughs> so, shout out Mark, um, Dave, uh, Dave G, uh, Rob, Sam, Kevin Tong, uh, my, my homie, um, I know you had another question about Kevin, too, so we're going to hold that for later. <laughs> uh, my friend uh, Dale, uh, round three racing, the McCalls. Um, let's see here. Nate from Envious, he's my photo guy. That was super awesome. He was there to show up and give us some photos. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Jimmy at GPS Track Time and uh, Ryan at RevMatch. Because the HPD guys are, it's not always just straight racing. Sometimes it's just, like, seat time. You just got to go do some laps. Turn some laps and just get it ingrained in your head. Because in endurance racing, it's more often than not just turning laps. <laughs> and you really just got to turn consistent laps to do the thing. And you're not always door to door to someone. But when you are, you have to have that skill. But you just have to turn the laps and just be able to stick in your head and go, okay, nothing's happening this lap. No one's around me. It's okay. Do the thing. Next gear. Okay, don't miss that downshift. Okay, do the thing. And if you do that, you'll find yourself hopefully in front of everyone else or be- behind everyone else looking to make that pass. So, I would say always just try and do some HPDs. And if you don't think you're ready to jump into the world of racing, that's okay. Just do one more HPD and then maybe finesse your way in. <laughs> For sure. Um, and just a few more. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> just a few. I got like a whole list because I know people are going to, people are like, hey, you didn't shout me out on your podcast. And I'm like, listen, man. <laughs> but uh, all my uh, my uh, coworkers at Blueco, so Dan, Jeff, Anthony, um, big shout outs to... Um, to Mo, Modaka, uh, he's the one that gave me the co-sign originally to uh, get into Champ Car, and uh, Mike and uh, Jim Petek. they actually, uh, so Mo made a step into IMSA this year, Lamborghini Super Trofeo, and he was going to Watkins Glen, and he's never been there. So uh-huh. they were like, well, I guess we'll just run a Champ Car race there, and uh, it be fine. So I was their, uh, their fourth driver. They just called me and said, hey, uh, the seat's already paid for, show up, and uh, yeah, let's do the thing. And I'm like, I've never been to Watkins Glen. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, and I'm like, oh man, okay, okay. Wait, why am I nervous? Don't be nervous. <laughs> this is, it's Watkins Glen. I'm like, yeah, but everyone goes there. All the F1 driver goes there. Oh my God. It's like, you know, I'm thinking in my head, like Fangio, all those guys, like, we're there. I'm going to be there. And then lucky enough, Gridlife uh, rent- went there this year. So I got to do like some practice before then. Ah. And uh, it rained at the Gridlife event. And those guys that know me, like, I love some rain driving. I love, I love some snow driving even better. Yeah. Let me tell you, I love it. It's amazing. So shout out to all those guys for giving me the opportunity to be with those guys. And they didn't have to do that. They were just, hey, yeah, unless you you got it, man. Come on through. And I'm like, uh, they, I'm humbled, honestly, to think that they would be, you know, they're IMSA drivers. And they're like, yeah, come yeah. come do the thing. And I'm like... Okay. Well, now I have to drive super fast, right? And yeah, man, I mean, I'm not mean to toot my own horn, Dude. but uh, on the second day, I was, I was a little bit faster than most people in the car. You know, I don't. You know, so if you guys want to give me the opportunity again, I appreciate it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, like we can't. Like this guy's faster, right? <laughs> like, ooh, like get out of here.
0: Yeah. Scram. Well, you know, there's a saying that um, it, it goes a couple of different ways. You know, who's in your room? Who's sitting at your table? But it's it most commonly is you are who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. and if you are hanging out with these IMSA drivers and the guys around guys and gals at round three racing you know you're and a bunch of the other teams that I don't even know that you race with I mean you're surrounding yourself with the right people right and they're just gonna elevate you up just like when we were hanging around with you at Gingerman you know you're in the trailer showing us hey here's a video here here's what you should be doing here here's that Mm -hmm. um it's all great stuff
1: yeah it's uh and that's just tricks of the trade I've learned along the way of like just the tools of like Kevin's really good at data and I, at squiggly line and I'm really trying to get better at. It. I bought a whole new laptop, I bought all these things. I'm like, all right, well, I spent the money. Now I know I have to get better at it. And by new laptop caveat, I mean, $150 laptop, you know, used one. I try and get into everything with the smallest amount of things I can get until I'm good enough at it to where I could see the difference. Yeah. I can say like, oh, this isn't this isn't doing the thing that I needed to do. OK, I can spend a little more. So that's why I always tell people, like, don't spend a bunch of time to, you know, build your car before you're ready to go to the track. Just go as is. You know, I mean, obviously change your brakes and your tires. You don't even have to really change your tires, but just make sure you have the right pressures and the brake fluid. And then just show up. And chances are you're probably going to beat someone. I mean, I shouldn't say beat someone, but you're probably going to do better than you think you were going to. And you're going to have a great time. Your tire's going to be screaming. You might go off, but that's fine. You're going to learn the car limit. Yeah yeah
0: for sure so um if people want to learn more about you your racing how do they connect with you, with you? okay so all the hate mail about the f1 stuff
1: <laughs> you can look at me on uh, instagram it's a uh, SupraKing king 7m it's also tattooed in my hand because i went all in on that yeah oh you did <laughs> yeah so you remember speed racer you know, like when he that, hops yeah. when he hops out of the car and does the thing, the finger point out. That's why I got a tattoo right there. Yeah. So, be you guys can't see me. I'm doing the thing. You know, the finger awesome. thing where it does the point. So I thought it was a really cool idea. My mom's like, "All right, I guess. <laughs> All right, kid. She's shaking her head yes. All right. She approves. you don't have a bunch of weird tattoos, so it's okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Super King Seven M on Instagram. Uh, Les Epps on uh, Facebook. Um, let's see here. You email me too. Email me at lester at gmail.com I will, you know, just get in touch with me. I will – usually I'm up to like 3 o'clock in the morning every morning. So whatever you need to do, if you have a question about anything, if you have a good idea and you need me to be somewhere to do a thing, I'm there. If I don't have a prior commitment, I'll show up. You know, you got a good idea and a ham sandwich, I'm there. (laughs) You know, you don't have to pay me to show up. (laughs) I'm okay. Got to bring the ham
0: sandwich. Right, got to bring the ham sandwich. (laughs) We'll put links to all those in the show notes so people can just click on it and get connected up with you and learn more about you. So before I ask the final question Mm – what did we want to talk about, Kevin?
1: Oh, so uh, about well, well, I guess Kevin is included in the final question.
0: Is ah, okay, right? perfect, yes. yes, okay, good, <laughs> yeah. Um, so in that case, is there anything else we didn't talk about yet that you wanted to?
1: Um, ba, 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 da,
0: da. Let me, just, let me just scroll back through my notes here. Put
1: on my glasses. Uh, mm, mm.
0: Kevin's always included in the last question. Yeah. <laughs> Whether well, you're in the courtroom, racetrack, right? So podcast. yeah, because I usually like,
1: hey Kevin, tell him what I did. Tell him what I didn't do, man.
0: He's like, yeah, <laughs> he didn't do that.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it looks like we went over everything pretty well there, for sure.
0: Awesome. All right, so it's time for that final question. Have you ever been late to grid? So.
1: I, and HPD stuff, I am late to grid all the time. It is. I mean, they, they call like, oh, instructors are advanced out on five minutes. And I'm, I don't even have my shoes on yet. I'm hanging out. You know, <laughs> Usually I'm walking back. Da, 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 da. I don't like to be the first one out in HPD stuff. I kind of, I guess maybe in my mind, I psych myself up to go, all right, I'm going to catch everyone or I got to do the thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, you know, if the track's like oily or something like that, usually someone else goes out and finds it before me. So <laughs> oh, HPD that. stuff, I'm like, eh, I'll go out a little bit later. But when it comes to actual racing, I'm never late to grid. Either I'm working it and I'm there all the time or I'm, you know, or I'm there suited, ready beforehand, getting the pictures, shaking the, you know, shaking the hands, kissing the babies. Like I enjoy that in a sense, pageantry of it, but I enjoy it. It just feels so electric before you you're like. If you guys ever watch, um, uh, what's it? Le nineteen sixty-seven. It has like a moment where everything just kind of like slows down. You hear the stopwatch ticking. So you have a chance. Go back and watch that Steve yes. McQueen, Steve McQueen film. It's really great. But so Kevin, when Kevin comes in, is uh, he has a phrase that says, uh, "If you're when you're first to grid, you're first to the checkers." And once we start saying that at round three, we started winning a whole lot more races.
0: <laughs> no way. Yeah.
1: So first to grid, first to checkers, and. Sometimes it's really hard to do that, you know. Where sometimes you got to do a control arm like five minutes before your the grid closes, and you're like, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this. So you know, we'll we'll wheels up from the hotel to the track at like five a.m. just to get the cars ready. And as soon as they say, you know, all right, grid is not open. Usually, we're the ones like, you know, the the grid workers unlocking, and we're like waving. And you're <laughs> like, hey, open the door, man. We
0: There's gotta less go again,
1: right? We gotta go. We gotta do the thing, and we have all the tents set up, and everything's ready to go. Everything's fueled and our drivers usually just come get in the car and you know hopefully they qualified towards the front of the field so it's a it's a good long walk in front of the, all the other cars and you go you know it's a really it's a <laughs> i honestly think it's just a good way to start the race off when you're not starting behind then you're not starting behind yes mentally
0: <laughs> good well it's great having you on the podcast for sure thank you for having me i really do appreciate this for yeah sure. i can't wait to catch up with you next year and Maybe have you on the team or oh, yeah. at the very least do a catch-up episode on the podcast. For sure.
1: I'd love to drive the neon again. I, I'm i in love with it.
0: <laughs> we, we can make that happen. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks again, Les. All right. Thank you. Boy, what a ball of energy and what an episode filled with great nuggets of advice. I suspect you're going to go back and listen to this episode once again to make sure that you wrote down all the great stuff that Les shared because as I was uh, putting this together, I was reminded of just all the great things that we talked about and all of his, again, little nuggets of great information that's going to help you in life, help you on the track. Uh, I love it. Great stuff. I would also would love to hear what you took away from the episode. What was the big piece of advice that helped you or that was your aha moment as you heard Les's words? Uh, send me a DM or send me an email, bill at atomicautosports.com love to hear from the listeners about what you're taking away from these episodes. If you heard it, Les actually talked about the episode I had with Michael Rebus and the coaching and, and what Les is thinking about in terms of coaching in the offseason to help with his focus and development. So that's a good reminder that Michael Rebus at Exceed Transition Coaching is offering our listeners $100 off a strategy session. So that's normally $175. He's knocking $100 off, so it's only $75. Folks, I I went through this with Michael. I will tell you, you are going to have your eyes open, and you're going to walk away with a plan of what you need to do, where you need to focus to be your best version of yourself. And that's, at the end of the day, what it's all about. So look him up. There's links in the show notes about how to connect up with Michael. Let's give a shout-out to two other show sponsors, Chris at LMS EFI. Uh, he put everything together on the RX7 in terms of wiring electronics. He also did one of our neons, and that neon is the faster of the two. So there's no doubt that Chris can get you to the podium as well. So look him up on anything you need in terms of car electronics, data loggers, PDMS, injection computers, all that fancy electrical stuff. Chris understands it. He's the guy. And then Atomic Autosports up in the cleveland ohio area those guys are great about getting your custom alignments done getting your car dialed in installation of new components like sway bars bigger brakes fluid exchanges suspension upgrades there are links in the show notes to all of these great sponsors of us Uh, if you haven't told a friend about the show please do we're heading into the off season for most of us and it's a good opportunity to catch up on some episodes learn some things And then also, if you have a moment, leave me a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps uh, people understand what the show's about. And the more reviews we get, the more it gets shared. So would appreciate that. And also, don't be late to GRID.